early. Another episode of early. We got another early, special early. guest joining the show today. Max. Aaron Laster, appreciate you coming on. Uh, how are you, bro? I appreciate y'all having me. Uh, can't complain, man. That's good. That's good, bro. That's definitely. what's up. Yeah. Um, definitely want to, you know, before we get into, you know, the whole spill and whatnot, just want to provide some context for the viewers. So just let them know who you are and, you know, what you up to in the world. Yeah, for sure. So as you said, I'm Aaron Laster, 29-year-old entrepreneur primarily a real estate entrepreneur uh started investing while i was a student at indiana university um been into some digital stuff since around 2016 uh digital asset investing since 2016 but primarily what i do is i invest in affordable housing at the moment nice what uh what made you want to yeah 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 um what made you want to do that like when did that uh kind of come across your radar getting real estate in general yeah so both of my parents are entrepreneurs um i knew early on that i wanted to you know create my own path but i just wasn't sure which lane i wanted to go in and i believe it was my sophomore year one of my fraternity brothers he wasn't my fraternity brother at the time, but he was just using refund checks from, from school to go to city auctions. So wow. I, mean, I went under his wing and followed in his footsteps for the most part. Um, of course, prices kind of went up since he was actually purchasing property. So I had to do some right. creative financing deals. We can dig more into that if you're interested. But yeah, yeah just, sure. just got, un got under the wing of somebody with experience. Somebody who was young that looked like me um saw that how how great of an impact he was making within affordable housing and um it, it really just opened my eyes up to it so yeah just stuck so real estate wasn't even necessarily in your mind actually going to school it was just something that you had seen like your peers like oh all right bet let me go ahead and dive into this i mean it was something that i definitely looked into so i've always been into investing and stuff like warren buffett uh just reading stuff that he would put out even when oh, i was yeah. in, even when i was in high school when i first turned when right. i turned 18 i opened a it was a then a scotch trade account but then scott trade got bought by td ameritrade and now td ameritrade got bought by charles Schwab or something like that but yeah, yeah so I was, I was investing pretty early um and i would always read on real estate but i just wasn't 100 sure that that's what i wanted to do until right. getting under my one of my mentors wings and seeing how how much of an impact he was actually making within the community where we grew up so uh i feel like that's affordable housing was a way for me to do good things while while doing well at the same time was there any um mistakes that you made early on or were you kind of was that kind of alleviated because you had somebody to uh kind of guide you in your first couple of deals yeah i definitely man i made a lot of mistakes uh <laughs> so i will say that having mentors um actually helped me and saved me a lot of money but i still made mistakes yeah. um right getting into the wrong partnership sometimes was actually uh the mistake that i made so mm. um i would actually say my biggest mistake was actually from a partnership so um yeah as in like picking the wrong person or kind of like 
allowing that person to just have more influence than they should have like what was the what was the yeah i mean i was me and two other partners so it was four of us total in a package of i believe it was three properties that we were going to flip and that's that's kind of where i went wrong from the jump like i was i was doing some wholesale deals while i was in college and buying rentals i should have stuck with that instead of trying to start flipping doing what's sexy what everybody what was exciting yeah, yeah. Right. Nah, facts, right. facts. so uh did that and me and two partners uh we ended up losing quite a bit of money because the other partner he didn't fulfill his his side of the agreement um so yeah just picking the wrong yeah. partners not it, it was early on we didn't have a contract executed like an, yeah, uh, yeah. an agreement executed between uh the two of us, the three of us and the additional partners. So um, definitely learned a lot. Super cautious going into partnerships now, but um, I actually closed on an apartment building with a partner and it's been pretty great since then. Yeah, it definitely got to be a lot about like who you do it with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like shit, you would be a brick doing this podcast. 100%. Like I've done podcasts with other people it just didn't work out with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I definitely want to see like, so could you speak on what was the first property that you were able to uh, um like attain for yourself yeah like what and, did that deal look like and what was and then following that what was the first flip all right because yeah. sometimes you know the first property you might get you know maybe this is gonna be in my portfolio for a while like i don't mm-hmm. intend on flipping this type of shit so could you explain i guess the the feelings are like what led up to this moment to actually do that and then what your plan was moving forward you're like yo i did this shit yeah so uh, the house that I'm in right now is actually the very first house that I bought in 2016. Um, so, yeah, so I rented it out while I was in college. Um, moved back uh, to Indianapolis from Bloomington. Uh, me and my girlfriend at the time, we needed a place to stay. And right. instead of paying rent or a uh, mortgage somewhere else, we just I rehabbed the interior of this and moved in. Um, my first flip, do you mean... In, in regards to like wholesale or particularly yeah. rehabbing the property and then uh, more so in rehabbing like get gotcha. something i gotta put some money into this shit and then boom yeah. you don't get it all so the only projects going into it where i was going to do a rehab and then flip it was those three properties that didn't go well so uh Word. that kind of put a bad taste in my mouth after those deals that's when uh actually around the time when we actually first met like before that um that's when i kind of stepped back from real estate i was still managing what i had but then i was curious right. uh, curious in other other areas of business so i did an internship at a venture capital firm um and yeah i just didn't want to get burnt out too much because i love real estate and i know how some people one thing can turn them off from it and then they just never do it again mm-hmm. but i, I realized what- about it, so what are some major like some some takeaways that you got in that internship at a venture cap like like at a venture capital firm? Because I would think like now you somewhere where they we literally dealing with the money type shit. And even though you know it's an overlapping industry with that real estate, yeah, it's not a specific industry, but I'm sure the money that you know you manage in type shit is yep. like you know real estate funds and shit like that. So um, can you say like I guess while you step back from the real estate, what did you I guess what were some lessons that you took from the internship that you're like yo bro like. I definitely got some life lessons that I can apply to like what I got going on personally. Yeah, for sure. So it's actually a great question. The um, 
so the internship it wasn't like a large institutional venture capital firm i would it, i would call it a micro venture capital firm it was several okay. several angel investors that would invest in funds and invest those funds throughout the state um so there were plenty of transferable skills from real estate to venture capital um, my major at indiana university was natural and mathematical sciences so okay. i've always been an analytical person so I was able right. to use those skills when analyzing deals. But one of the things that was like more of a learning curve for me was the in real estate, there's a particular asset there's, that's going to generate a certain amount of income in venture capital. A lot of it is about proje projections. So um, there could, where we were investing in the pre-seed and the seed stage, a lot of these companies don't even have revenue. So um, right. it's, it's really yeah it's definitely a, a, a huge risk um but yeah hopefully i answered your question there no 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 for sure for sure for sure um you also mentioned you know you got into digital assets around 2016 um and i know that you also built an audio definitely want to you know talk about that but yep. i guess what was your what was your you know that first foray into like digital assets type shit like in 2016 was that cryptocurrencies or like what what did that look like yeah so actually now that i think about it i probably misspoke so my first digital asset was probably just a dot com back okay that, yeah, that, that, that was probably before 2016 so probably right. 2000 between 2012 when i graduated high school and my sophomore year so probably two between 2012 and 2014 but shortly after that i did start investing in bitcoin Nah, that's dope like can you talk yeah. about like the importance of domains and how sometimes people don't actually view that as like you know even a form of like digital real estate in itself where it's like yo i have this address i don't necessarily even have to use this address for myself but yep. If I can, like, you know, force, like, shout out to Ish, you know, that's somebody we also had on the show. Yes, like, he'd be on the domains crazy. And it's like, do you have some type of a rubric that you go into, like, when you're looking for a domain type shit, or like, what's your mentality towards that? Do you just buy that to have, like, for future ventures, or is it like both? Like, yeah, this is for something that I might want to do in the future. Let me make sure I lock it down at the same time. Shit, like, this dot AR, this dot com, I can definitely see somebody using this. So yep. let me go ahead and, you know, cause I just, I see you definitely, you got a lot of shit with like, even like Indiana's like, yo, that's just locked. So mm -hmm. any, 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 all, I need to yep. tap in, you know, hit me type. Yeah, shit. So yeah, like, what, sure. How do you go into that? What's your perspective when you even go into like the dot coms or just digital real estate period? Yeah. So like you said, I, I, I look at it like digital real estate also. Um, right. But I do think uh, there are domain investors that have like a particular strategy. I, right. I haven't really had a strategy. I just either buy something where I would like to actually start a business. I think of the name of it, RDO.com, for instance, like the company that I'm, that I'm working on. Um, right. But I also see like domains that are applicable in different industries that other, other companies can use to direct traffic to their actual website. So um, things like that, or, or things like local organizations that do not have their, their website at all. Um, right. I sold about two months ago, I sold a dot org to a local organization. Um, right. so yeah, that's my strategy. I just buy what I like or what I'm, what I actually plan to build on. Ironically, I've only built on like three domains out of 50 plus, but, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. but yeah. 
So I feel like that's the same kind of uh, risk or investment you're taking with in venture capital. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, yeah. you grab or you put money into a bunch of things, but yeah. like only a few of them are really going to pay off for you. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think domaining is like it's a low barrier to entry, though. Like, yeah, capital, yeah. Venture capital, you need to be an accredited investor. Um a domain you can go buy a domain for its low dollars not fact yeah yeah it's, i mean i, I, I guess i was saying the uh the connection between like uh the way that the payoff kind of works you know what yep. i'm saying yeah, yeah. definitely take um, the risk yeah yeah but you know also too i feel like or tell me how you feel about how that translates into real estate and how how it translates into um acquiring properties adding that to your portfolio is there do you do you see any similarities yeah for sure uh so i think of the location like everybody says location 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 in, mm -hmm. in the actual physical real estate there's essentially the same thing in the digital world right. what what domain what real estate is going to catch the most eyeballs so um I think in that regard, they're similar also in terms of like being able to build on it. Like you could just buy the domain and look at it as vacant land and you build a website on top of it to actually right. make some cash right. flow, like having a rental property. Or you can just buy the domain. You know, somebody else needs it. You can kind of treat it like a wholesale deal, flip it to that mm -hmm. person without without much effort um, and just make your money in between. They're there are a lot of real estate investors that are angel investors or okay. LPs, oh, okay. or, or LPs in actual venture capital firms, like their funds, LPs, meaning limited partners. Um, the, I think that in terms of analyzing deals, yeah, you still have to use all those skills to be able to analyze what, what is a good deal, but you are in venture capital, you're expecting a, a much greater return on one particular mm -hmm. investment than, you walk, you would be in real estate. Real estate is considered more safe, more conservative. So you're not gonna receive a hundred X return. Like yeah. you're not gonna, nah, that's a fact. you know, that's you're not gonna invest 50,000 into a company and then it becomes a billion dollar company and your 50,000 is worth millions. Right. It's not likely right. that that'll happen in real estate. Um, I will say that in, I've, I've seen my greatest returns from just buying vacant land and selling it, not even developing. Oh, really? Not even developing anything on it. So you can see great returns from that. A thousand plus percent ROI. Yeah. Um, right. Which are, is kind of. You don't of hear a lot about that, do you? Well, maybe in your world, but I feel like, do you, Brooke, do you hear a lot about like people talking about buying land and, and flipping land? Because be that's interesting. I, 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 I haven't thought about that too much. much, but at the same time, I feel as if if you were involved in real estate, it's probably happening all the time. Like, you know, yeah, people yeah. that do own the vacants, like, yeah, they're just holding out. And literally, it's just a matter of like seeing where the economy at or seeing like literally locally. It's like, yo, if they're constructing a lot, oh, that's a good deal. Yo, yeah. they might hit me, you know what I'm saying, within the year. You know, yeah, like yeah. I, I even see too, like, bro, you will sometimes post on your story. And I love how you kind of making a lot of the process transparent for people. Like, yo, this mm -hmm. is what the day to day looks like. Yeah. Um, I see you get a lot of emails are like yo we like this property at this address so and so yeah. <laughs> we're ready to give an offer and i'll yeah. be like you'd be like no 
no I'm can good. do type <laughs> shit. So like, is there like a specific number or is it on some like, no, that's literally what y'all giving me is like, it's crumbs. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good. I know this is like a desirable asset. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep, hold on to it. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, well, for one, first off, everything's for sale at the right price. Like if somebody right, comes, right, if right. somebody come with, you know, a return that I just cannot refuse, um, I'll like, I'll likely accept it. But one of my goals in the main, um, the main zip code where I invest, where most of my portfolio is, one of my goals is to own the most real estate within the zip code. So okay. I probably, I probably won't sell anything else. Um, out of the portfolio that's in this neighborhood, but right. in, anywhere else, I mean, it's fair game. Uh, but <laughs> I've also no, been doing I, I, one thing that I've been doing this year is listening to a lot of audiobooks and um, mm. been listening to like a lot of multifamily and commercial real estate audiobooks. And the wealthy people, they don't ever, a lot of them don't sell either. They'll just refinance their real estate and borrow from it tax free. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking right. that strategy for sure um and adding that to the arsenal um so it could be a good chance that even outside of this neighborhood that i, I won't sell if the asset um is still cash flowing pretty great um i'm able to make the debt service coverage i don't i don't i won't see a, a need to necessarily sell if i can refinance tax-free use that money right. and go buy more properties or something right um could you even talk about i guess you know i the personable skills that you have to have when you even like yourself have tenants right can you even talk about i guess like the ups and downs of that or what you can do to try to be like you you know even earlier like we were speaking like i know right now you're trying to like i guess curate something for like veterans like you got yep. like a space and you want veterans to move into shit like that so like how do you even go about like when it goes to tenants when you go to marketing are you marketing towards specific tenants and shit like that or like even the upkeep so now when you do have tenants like um in terms of like how you got to respond like yo there's problems or this this that and the third these these upkeep fees and shit like that like how do you go about the day-to-day -day basically when it comes to the real estate yeah um so i will say that this piece is probably what keeps most people out of real estate the actual property management a lot of people Word. a lot of people think that it should just be extremely passive um mm -hmm. And it's it's not going to be that way. Even even when you have a property manager, you need to manage the property manager. So you still got to <laughs> you know be able to have those people skills. But a lot of people they they make mistakes when they don't properly screen a tenant initially. Um, so between not screening early on, that was a huge headache, or not doing a thorough enough screening uh, process was a headache. Um, and is that like not screening, like not thoroughly checking like credit score, like background? Yeah. Like what is yeah, like, credit, what is, like damn, score. I didn't I'll overlook that. Yeah, credit score, background check, criminal history. Like, of course, if there's uh children in a in a right. in, in a building and there's someone that's been doing crimes that has to do with children, I'm not gonna place those people in there. So yeah. the good good tenant mix is also crucial. Um yeah. what else? Background check, income verification, um, References, checking with their landlords, seeing how they were as tenants before, making sure they yeah. didn't like just trash. Damn, it. that's crazy. It yeah, is a, a thorough, shit, like, like uh, it's like damn near, it's like applying for a place to stay, like no, applying for a job. I, I got read up on you, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, at the end of the day, like a lot of people are, are pretty hard on landlords, but we put all of this money into it. We don't want no, you, don't yeah, want you yeah, to yeah, not bad, yeah. destroy it, you know, so. Yeah, I, it's crazy because like I, I didn't even mean for it, what I said to come off as if I'm like blaming the landlords. I'm more saying no, no. like, yeah, yeah, I'm more saying how it's um, it is somebody it, you are kind of asking somebody to like let me rent your place. You know what I'm saying? It yep. is kind of uh, and honestly, I, I feel like being a landlord, it is kind of like running a business, and your tenants are kind of like your employees in a way. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yeah, it's like you, you kind of gotta, like you say, you gotta have that relationship with them. You gotta know how to manage them. You know what I'm saying? Even though, even what you said about um, considering how tenants would interact with each other, that's yep. something I've never considered. Like right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta think about right, right. who their each person's neighbor is gonna be because that that could cause or alleviate all kinds of problems in and of itself. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Oh, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy to think about. How how did you kind of learn all these things? I know there had to be some Trial like earth. yeah, like yeah. I, there had to be some real ass like things that you know had consequences that made you kind of like learn story. these things. But, yeah, story, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like what, like, yo, what what's some what's up what's like a thing that you know what I'm saying happened that you're like damn like can't let this shit happen again. Uh luckily like i've i haven't had the worst experiences like when nice. tenants, when tenants move out for like that's good. the move out inspection but i have had pretty pretty trash properties like they just left it filthy uh infestations from yeah. <laughs> uh mice and things like that so um Kids, kid, their children drawing on walls. That's not that's not normal wear and tear right there, my guy. But yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like that when I got here. <laughs> no. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, let me see. I think the worst that the worst that it's been was when I actually had a property manager, though. Like, of course, there a property manager is not going to take care of your property like you will. Uh, yeah, right, right. they're not going to do uh, regular inspections like they're supposed to. Um, yeah, they're just not going to. At the end of the day, they're they're trying to make money also by doing the least amount of work. And yeah. right. I was going to say, like, what what is the what would you say would be expectations of a good property manager? Like, what are you looking for your property manager to do? when they're yeah. you know because you personally do it yourself right you pop yeah. you do that you're right you're not even outsourcing yeah. that you had your experience like uh i'll, I'll handle it until yeah I'll for sure it. yeah i mean i i do plan to, to scale to a large amount of you door, doors or units so um it's inevitable <laughs> yeah I, I will outsource or either hire somebody within the company to to actually be my property manager and focus on my portfolio but uh, what was your question again? I'm sorry. I was man. saying, I was saying, what would you, what do you expect out of a good property manager? What gotcha. are some like gotcha. property yeah. expectations? For sure. So, um, timeliness, you know, responding to, to tenants in a timely manner. A lot of mm -hmm. landlords will go a week without responding to a work order or, or an issue that's come up in, in the property and things like that. Like if, if the property manager is not responding that'll that'll ruin the relationship from the jump like if there's a, a minor issue 
and right. it, it's not fixed, that's going to ruin your experience with that landlord. Yeah. Um, even though you're not necessarily talking to that landlord. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, timeliness, uh, re- submit, giving me reports, like a monthly report or a quarterly report showing income and expenses, what actually was spent on maintenance work orders and things like that. Uh, rent collection, that's a huge one. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, do you find yourself having to like chase people down for rent or do you have a pretty seamless process? Or have you gotten to go to the screening? Yeah, right. But even when even motherfuckers that make the money don't want to spend it (laughs) on rent sometimes. Like that's very true. So I think uh a lot of landlords they try to get the the market rent, like the maximum amount of rent that they can. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. that'll that'll leave several units vacant that they have. Um me, I'm trying to not only do market rate, but right now my, my primary focus is affordable housing. So mm-hmm. being able to provide quality, affordable housing so that it's not breaking people's backs. They are spending 30, 33% or less on their on their rent per month. Um, so, yeah, it goes back to that screening. Honestly, if you screen well, um, you shouldn't really have any problems. No, nah, that's real. That's real. Um, yeah. I definitely wanted to... Um loop back to you know audio so you got audio and i definitely you know i feel like that's back into like more so like the digital side of things could you like explain that venture that you got going on and um uh what your intention or your purpose is with uh with audio yeah for sure so audio um already means land in swahili and i added the o because i want to bring things full circle and democratize Man, being on the Duolingo, my man yeah, learning. Putting in work. If forty plus days straight, something like that. But uh, <laughs> you got that streak going <laughs> <Yes>. on week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so RDO is is a digital platform for fractional ownership in real estate, allowing um, the bottom ninety percent in terms of wealth to have access to an asset class that's been primarily reserved for the top ten percent. Um, at a fraction of the cost, but still receiving the same return on investment. Right now, it's kind of a tough time because, I mean, we are experiencing some unprecedented economic times. um, And I feel like a lot of people, the initial goal was to make it to where people can invest as little as $100 per share into a property. But now I feel like more people's focus as the price of everything continues to increase and uh wage wages aren't increasing i think people are just going to really focus more on trying to survive than trying to uh invest as much as they can so um it's right now a lot of people that are our age and our age group they may not even have the opportunity to even own a home or you know get out of debt so i think they're gonna their focus right now is going to be on uh higher priorities until there's you know more money flowing in the economy no 100 when you talk about you know even when we talk about fractional ownership um that also makes me uh think about nfts you know what i'm yep. saying and i know this is like even uh a space that i you know we had, had like shared conversations kind of in initially um can you talk about 
I guess even your foray into NFTs and not even to even get too deep on them per se, but just how you also feel like, you know, these digital assets, it's not something to just wipe away. And there's like, I know you have the Hennessy, like you just got the, like some real yeah. utility in terms of shit. Like, so could you even talk about like even that experience and like how you feel overall in terms of that space? Yeah, I got you. So I think uh, the very first NFT project that I heard of was probably CryptoPunks. Um, I don't own one, but I would love to at least one of the V1 crypto punks or something, but mm -hmm. right. that was a huge inspiration behind the visual for the NFT project that I created. Um, just, you know, like the, the eight bit gaming type of type of vibe. Um, mm -hmm. so I think the NFTs are here to stay, uh, just like anything, the majority will, you know, die out or be worth nothing. Um, just like a lot of dot coms were worth nothing at the end of the day as time goes on. But the ones that do have utility, like you mentioned, Brooke, the the yeah, Hennessy, the Hennessy yeah, yeah. one. Um it's a cool one. It's called Cat. the Hennessy joint. I think they just shipped you like a bot like they, it, they sent over a bottle, like a little special edition yeah. type joint. Yeah, <laughs> Not yeah. yet. Uh so okay, okay. So they started um uh, wait, Hennessy the liquor brand yeah, yeah, has yeah, an yeah. NFT. Yep. yeah the brand is it like that. something new yeah uh, i haven't really been in i haven't really i'm not gonna hold you i haven't really I mean, been in like and i i i was in it <laughs> like yeah, you know yeah, what i'm saying like let's say right. like 2016 to like 2021 but i haven't really been in it in the last like year or so so i, I wasn't hip to hennessy's yep. uh, nft you would cop this though a while ago though this is just yeah, kind of like probably, just the ongoing type yeah uh, incentive yeah. for having it. interesting for sure interesting. yeah so I, I haven't received a bottle yet, but they gave you a free uh, NFT through Blockbar, blockbar.com. They, they'll give you an NFT. They'll store the actual bottle in the proper temperature so that it doesn't, you know, the, where you store it doesn't negatively impact it. But you can mm. burn your NFT to redeem the actual bottle. So, um, yeah. So next year, 2024 is the earliest that you'll be able to do that. I'll probably do it. Um, but who knows? It might be worth. It's only five hundred of them, so it might be worth quite a bit of money sometime soon. Yeah, yeah, that's facts. Yeah, that's facts. I'm trying to think. Uh, so, with uh, with RDO, how how did you decide that you wanted to um, like go about that venture? Like, what what was yeah, the uh, what, yeah what spurred what's that? the word? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the word like the origin like the original thought that kind of spurred that yeah um so it was 2021 uh you know i was we were all in the house before that for some time I, I, of course i was still investing in real estate i had left a real estate development fellowship and i just had a bunch of time um so i spent time on my whiteboard just writing down ideas and I just re I also realized that a lot of my peers may not have the opportunity to even invest in real estate and receive cash flow from real estate. And I think real estate is a should be at least um, a part of everyone's portfolio. I don't think everyone necessarily needs to be a landlord, but I think you should at least own some real estate. Um, but yeah, it just came from that early on in like 2016. I, me and another fraternity brother, we we went into uh, Fundrise. We split our investment into Fundrise, um, and that was like our first 
uh, move into like fractional ownership within real estate that their, their model is a little bit different. They're more like funds. So you're investing in several, several projects that are, that they choose RDO, you would be able to invest in what projects you choose. Um, so yeah, a little bit different, but that was my, I first found out about fractionalization of assets in 2016, somewhere around there. But the idea for RDO didn't come until 2021 yeah now that's that's I, I actually love that because i feel like to your point i do feel like everybody should have have the ability to you know what i'm saying invest in real estate without having to purchase your own property now you got to figure out how to actually like make money off of that property whether it is finding tenants you yep. know what i'm saying being the landlord or whether you outsource the the property management responsibilities like all of that is way more daunting than somebody who has the capital but doesn't want to do all of that you know what i'm saying like yeah, sure. that's, i mean it's, it's difficult you know absolutely absolutely so, so I, I love that yeah essentially rdo could be like the asset manager you could be the landlord without the headaches of being a landlord yeah, uh, yeah. so and then and you can participate in the returns that's what like yep that's what i fuck with in with investments but i like those joints that are somewhat passive you know what i'm saying yeah. like re re real estate isn't as passive as unless you get to that point where you can make it that way but mm -hmm. that comes with a lot of growing pains it comes with a lot of uh right. you know what i'm saying a lot of its own shit, you know for sure 100 are there um any properties i said like and you were talking about the audio books or whatnot are there any properties that you don't have in your portfolio that you like like do you have any commercial properties or things like that nature like talk about like what you're trying to do now like moving forward in terms yep. of what your portfolio what you're really interested in yeah so um super interested in multifamily right now um around anything from five to six units all the way up to 40. i think that would be my sweet spot right, right now focusing on trying to find deals where i can assume the the on current owner's loan so Right. you just did that right didn't you just do you in just the process, yeah i'm in the process okay okay doing that. okay so, yeah perfectly perfectly i'll get that closed by the end of the year but i mean this deal did use some government funds and when you're dealing with the government there's a lot of bureaucracy bullshit that you got to deal with so right um yeah we'll see hopefully hopefully i get it closed by the end of the year though um but yeah focused on multifamily, um commercial if it makes sense last week i closed on a, a minority ownership stake in a warehouse three unit warehouse nice um yeah outside of that everything in the zip code to, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure trying to get everything yeah. everything in the zip code man uh, <laughs> I, have, I have some land that i that i would love to develop on looking for a co-development partner um the size of project it is, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't have the cash or the balance sheet to be able to develop on this site, what I see the site being. Right. So finding the right co-development partner, you know, to lighten that load for myself. Um, of course, I'm gonna have to give up some equity in it, but I would be able to start my track record in actual new construction. So um, I think that's the only deals really that I have in the pipeline right now. That 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 thirteen Those sound fired. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, they 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 also sound like um, like the the leveling up. You know, 
like Most going definitely. like kind of yeah, yeah doing those yeah. doing those things that are kind of uh, a little bit above your current where you are so it kind of helps you grow but Brooke mentioned audiobooks and you did earlier I'm curious to know um what are you like, what do you, yeah like what are you reading right now listening to right now uh, what, uh I mean I'm a big I'm a big audiobook dude bro I was literally listening to uh, some joints all day today so what, so what are you into right now uh, I, so I made it a goal earlier this year to to listen to one audiobook a month. So twelve. I'm actually okay. I'm actually on the twelfth book now. Uh, well, I'll be starting the twelfth book. I haven't started it yet, but I just finished crushing it in apartments and commercial real estate. Um, that was a really good book. Let me go to my library right quick. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I got because I know I'd be forgetting what I've like. I, I'll listen yeah. to something and then I'll listen to another thing and forget the last thing I listened to. Facts. So, the multi-family millionaire, volume one and volume two. Um, that's both of those books are great. But to be honest with you, my favorite book that I listen to is "Watch Your White Guys Have All the Fun." Um, it's a, yeah, it's about uh, Reginald Lewis. He was in private equity. He started off as a lawyer. Went into private equity. You might have heard of it. Beatrice Foods, I believe was the name of the company, but he was the first black guy to, to buy a billion dollar company. So Man, uh, that's wow. crazy. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was in a time where, you know, there, there were no black people in the private equity industry. And he was yeah. he was killing it. So that's actually probably my favorite book to date that I've listened to. No, nah, I got to check that one yeah, out because yeah. that, that even that story sounds interesting. Yeah, is yeah. it more of like a um autobiography kind That's of joint, or is it like right. a story about him? Uh, yeah. So it's actually written by him and someone else. Okay. Uh, um, so it talks about some of his experiences, uh, a little bit about the lavish lifestyle that he that he was able to afford, um, deals that he closed, how he got into Harvard without even i believe taking the lsat or something like that so he, yeah. did, he did, did some did some spectac spectacular things um yeah i would definitely check that book out though i'll actually send yeah, you both a copy right. if you want it oh yeah hell yeah oh yeah that'd be dope yeah, that'd be dope for sure. you know that anything else you got nah um uh i'm trying to think uh aaron what's the best way for people i know oh i i seen um like you're now kind of going into your documenting your daily kind facts, of uh facts. you know what I'm saying tasks and On everything TikTok, like that yeah yeah what's the best up. way what's the best way first of all you can you know what I'm saying dig into that if you want to uh real quick but let people know what the best way to keep up with you is because um you, you you definitely show a lot of you show things that a lot of people don't really show when it comes to uh managing your properties taking care of them um and looking at deals and all kinds of things so uh, speak on that real quick and let people know the best way to keep yeah, up. Sure. It's funny that you say this because me and my best friend, we actually got a thing that we say all the time. Like a lot of people just, <laughs> they always be, they see the great things that come from real estate. And it's just always like, I want to be like Laster. So I started doing, <laughs> I started doing this joke on my stories. Every time something bad happens, I just quit. I'm trying to be like Laster. Are you sure you want this life, man? But, facts. Right. right. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's important, you know, to show people the ups and the downs. It's not gonna always yeah. be it's not gonna always be great, but you gotta persevere, you know. Um anything worth having in life is not gonna be easy. So you gotta go through some, some some turbulence sometimes. But um yeah, started 
documenting my journey more. A lot of people have been telling me that I should, but I'm not really a huge fan of the camera like that, to be honest with you. So it's wow. still a, a little nope. bit uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it's still, right. yeah. still, still right. uncomfortable for me. Uh, but, you know. I know you got a sneak TikTok account doing numbers, though. You're doing the, <laughs> you doing the algorithms. Yeah. I already know. Oh, yeah. You're like, yo, okay. <laughs> Off this content, there's something yeah. here. So yeah. I got I to gotta, I gotta do it. <laughs> it's going crazy over there, bro. I'm like, ah, it's crazy. But yeah, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, documenting my journey is going to be important because within the next year, I want to acquire at least a thousand doors. And I think it'll be cool to look back after I get a thousand doors and see exactly how I got there and show people the way also see all kind of things that I've had to go through. Um, but yeah, I actually huh. probably didn't start until after I went to VCon. Uh, like yeah, really, you did really oh, the Gary yeah, V joint. Know, yeah, yeah. Oh man, how was that? Yeah, it was pretty solid, man. Um, yeah, pretty solid. I actually met Cordell Brodus, Snoop Dogg's son. Uh, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, we crazy. got to talking. We got to talking about yeah. real estate. I remember seeing seeing him tweet that he had sold some NFTs and bought like some acres. I'm not gonna say where, yeah. but he bought some yeah. acres, man. I was I just went up to him and was talking to him about it. We connected. Um, gave me his number. He said he, he's interested in re investing in real estate and stuff here. So it was pretty cool to like actually connect with people. Hell yeah, yeah for sure. Because uh, he was bumping your episode. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, he was telling everybody bump this yeah. air last episode. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, so that's that fire. Um, I, yeah, uh, Gary V has been like a big influence on me. So I, yep. I, I, I know about VCon and everything like that. You went, oh, and was in Indianapolis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right here. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was over there. <laughs> Down yeah. the street. He said, yeah, up, yeah. Up. He said, I gotta pull up. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a do you have a V Friends uh, NFT? Nah, I don't. But I actually, oh yeah, yeah, because you know you get in free with that joint. <laughs> yeah, I actually asked. I saw him in uh so he had like this V Friends museum. I saw him in there. I was like, "Can I get a, a series one?" <laughs> Uh, innovative, innovative. <laughs> doing yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, can I get one of those innovative Impalas? He was like, just for free. I was like, yeah, why not? He was like, shoot me an email. <laughs> I sent them one email. I should probably follow up though. Sure. Oh, we. Hey, that's yeah, funny. You know, hey, yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. He said, yeah. he said for free, man, yeah. why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we. That's what's up. Um, oh, yeah, bro. Like, let people know best places to uh, follow you, whether it's TikTok, IG, or wherever. Let people know. Yeah, uh, anywhere. Uh, LinkedIn, Aaron Laster, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, which I don't use, Twitter, TikTok, <laughs> all Laster the Landlord. That's landlord L N D L R D. Um where else am I? I think that's it. Yeah. Or shoot me shoot me an email, AaronLaster at gmail.com. Either one works for sure. Uh, appreciate you, bro, appreciate for you know what I'm saying, bro, taking the time. Appreciate yes, you coming sir. through, dropping some knowledge on us, some of your experience. Of game, and uh yeah, man. Hope hey. We're rooming for you to get to that thousand dollars, bro. Definitely appreciate it. I'm gonna have to come back right, when I get to a thousand. Yeah, yeah, facts, yeah facts, big facts, 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 facts. All right, bro. Appreciate it. Early. Early.